Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to Questioning the Spectrum, and I'm your host, Christina Picarero. Today we have two very special guests, Will and Maddie. Hi. Yay. <laughs> okay, so today's episode is going to be about um, femininity and what that means. Questioning femininity, our different experiences in that. What is it? Uh, what is the difference between that and masculinity? Is there a difference? So we're just going to go through our experience in each one of our lives, and they're going to tell you. We're going to start off by just introducing them and, like, a little bit about themselves. So let's start with Will. Go. Hi. My name is Will. I met Christina in college. I am North Carolina raised. I identify as genderqueer. Um, I am an educator and a dancer. And, yeah. How old are you, Will? Oh, sorry. I am 26 years old. Okay. Yeah. Describe what you look like to people. I always find that fun. <laughs> Ooh, I did that okay. on my first episode, and I was like, what famous person do Jerry and I look like? And um, that went pretty it's interesting. It's nice to put Ooh, a face yeah. to a name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I look like any famous person, but I... Mm, Swedish. I'm Swiss. Swiss. Actually, Switzerland is in Central Europe. You're right. Not Northern. Um, but yeah, I have unnaturally blonde hair. I'd it's say like a Tilda Swinton kind of hair. Oh, thank you. That is a compliment. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I have like strong facial features. I'm mm-hmm. very pale, brown eyes. The palm prints. Sort of short. Yeah. Long torso, short legs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's Will Maddie. Yeah. Hey, so Will and I are roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just to get some perspective. We are in our living room. Yes. We're <laughs> in Will and Maddie's <laughs> living room. Um, and I went to school with Christina. We also, Will and I met through um, UNCG. We were both dance majors, mm-hmm. uh, different years, mm-hmm. but it you know, really worked out that when I wanted to move to Durham, I guess about seven months ago, mm-hmm. that uh, he was looking for a new roommate, and so... Here we are. Here we are. Um, I am 23. I identify with she, her. <laughs> well, I have long brown hair and blue eyes. <laughs> so that, you know, narrows it down. It me, Maddie. Yeah, it me, Madeline. It me, Madeline. Let's just, like, get into it. What does femininity mean to each of you? Well, we talk about this a lot, actually. We do talk about this um, a lot. And I, that's why I figured, well, that's why you two are the best people to talk about this with. Because we each share different experiences in that. Right. Yeah. And we come from very different um, backgrounds. Backgrounds, obviously, and have very different uh Ideas of what makes us feel feminine, mm-hmm. or maybe not different, but uh, different ways of like expressing mm-hmm. and owning it, maybe. Yeah. yeah, and so it's so great to have like we have conversations on this couch every night about things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally every night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of extroverts, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Water signs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what makes me feel feminine? Yeah. Um, I think you know they're the obvious. The obvious stereotypical ways to answer that question, you mm-hmm. could say, you know, having long hair makes me feel good about myself because I like that, you know, I like the way I look with long hair, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think that makes someone feminine. Mm-hmm. But it is an aspect that I hold true to myself mm-hmm. and identifying as someone who um, holds, you know, my feminine aspects close, that, that's something, right? Yeah. Even in clothing, like, there's no question as to how I identify Yeah. Um, when it comes to my gender. And, you know, clearly that's a privilege. But I think that the more over the years that I've played with clothing and what makes me feel masculine or um, the opposite, you know, spectrum, whatever that is of femininity, informs what makes me feel like a woman or a, you know, femme person. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. And I think for me it's been more of a, like a self-discovery process, I think, just because I'm not, um, obviously it was assigned male at birth, like not socially perceived, I think, off the bat as being feminine. Um, and I think femininity for me in a lot of ways growing up was seen as a negative thing. Um, not within myself, but just what's projected upon me. Okay. Um, but so it's interesting because it's been like the self-discovery path of I've always felt the way that I am. Like I remember being very aware of myself at like three, four years old. Oh, really? And yeah, like what my, I guess, like psyche or inner personality was and how I talked to myself, how I imp- imagined play. 
um, and always having this idea. And then it was, I think, assigned as feminine. Later on, I realized that how I felt was what mm-hmm. was constructed as feminist. Or not feminist, but femi- fem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, feminine in culture and in society. And um, I've had a hard time. I've always like held true to that, I think, even in times where I wasn't out. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the process of like continuously having to come out, what that means. Um, but for me, like you've been talking about exploring masculinity, where mm-hmm. it's like I feel very shut off to it, mm-hmm. which is interesting, like because it's something that's automatically associated with what people think I should be like, I guess, mm-hmm. um, because of my anatomy. And so I, for a long time, also was just very against it. And so I would do work really hard to against know, masculinity. Yeah. Um, so like going out, for example, was a huge process because I like, felt like I had to wear makeup every day. Like fight. Yes. I yeah. felt like I had to shave my legs every day, which I mean, these are things that I still do and enjoy to do, but mm-hmm. I'm now okay, like leaving the house without makeup and like f- still feeling like I'm presenting as feminine mm-hmm. because it's something deeper than, you know, that's a very shallow aspect of feminine, like femininity. That right, we, but it's there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that, you know, someone who is a cis woman isn't um, perceived as masculine just because she's not wearing makeup. Or it's like, I get in a very different way if I'm not. Yeah, you know? so that's what's interesting because, yeah. like, that's how I feel. Like, I'm a cis woman, but, like, I don't wear makeup. And mm-hmm. I don't think that, like, for me personally, like, wearing makeup makes me any more femme than the right, next girl. Right. Like, right. But similar to, like, almost similar but opposite to Will... Um, Will appears very feminine, mm-hmm. um, but he is a man, or, you know, gender, anatomy of yeah, a man. An- but anatomically male. Yeah, anatomically male, and I am anatomically female, but, like, mm-hmm. I could appear as very masculine, like, very, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't think that that, and almost very, sim- like, opposite of Will, like, have him feeling like you have to wear makeup or, like, to go out of the house or, like, mm-hmm. shave your legs. Like, for me, like... I want to push so far away from mm-hmm. being feminine and not wearing makeup, like feeling really powerful and not wearing makeup because I feel like, especially growing up, um, wearing makeup was always something that was like, that is what makes you feminine. Right. That is what like makes you a woman dressing yeah. in like very like more delicate clothing and like not super like strong, like, like cutting my hair the way that I have it. I have it like really short, like, even though my mom also has short hair, hers is presented as like delicate and right, like it's a different, that's what people like associate or even commonly. Like maybe motherly. Yeah, you know motherly. I mean? Yeah, and that's what people associate commonly, especially like where I'm from and like how I grew up as being feminine. Where like for me, femininity and like where I feel most powerfully feminine is being str- like opposite mm-hmm. of that, yeah. being strong and almost being masculine. I take on as being feminine. Mm-hmm. And I think too that comes along with I don't even know if that makes sense but being, yeah, it does. yeah. Yeah, being in your 20s you're also figuring out I mean, we've grown up doing all these things to try and fit into certain boxes, right? Mm-hmm. And so this time in our lives, it's been so interesting to like play with, okay, well what do I want to keep in my life? What yeah. is genuine to myself? Mm, yeah. yeah. And so and especially being in the dance scene, you know what I mean? Where yeah. I can play like, well, you know what? I'm not going to shave my legs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and do I still feel feminine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. All right. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so just allowing those things have strength in making you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately it's your body and but only if those things are genuinely in your life for a positive. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Do I, you feel it in your body? Like, for me, it's also just a way of how I, like, feel and move and carry myself. Like, absolutely. I just feel feminine, you know? Yeah. Like, all in my movements, whether they're pedestrian movements, everyday activity, or even dancing. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I think it's also important to point out for people who are struggling with their identity as feminine or masculine while their, like, anatomy is of the different stereo like Mm -hmm. you know being like for myself like being cisgender woman but like looking masculine but feeling like taking that on as feminine I think that it's important to realize that like whatever feminine or masculine is to you is right absolutely there is nothing that yeah you define it for yourself yeah you define it for yourself and like there is no explanation that you need to show someone else and that's something that I'm currently struggling with 
because there are so many instances where I have been identified by someone as being male. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we were together once when that happened. Yeah, we yeah. were. We were together once when that happened. And like I have to at first it really bothered me. Um, and it's happened since I was like really young. And when I was young, I had like long hair. Like I never wore makeup, really never wore makeup, but I had long hair and it always seemed to happen around my mom. But, and that did bother me because I was like, why am I being perceived as masculine when like I have a very large, I have like a larger chest Mm -hmm. or like, like my appearance didn't match up with like being masculine but like it also did yeah. like everything neck down was feminine and like face up was or yeah everything it's neck like down was feminine and face right, up right. was masculine right exactly yeah. and so then I had to like learn and start to overcome that like while people will identify me as like masculine and as male I still feel feminine like mm-hmm. I don't have to owe them any explanation as to why right I feel that, like, my definition of that it's is that way. you said that, too, about being, mis- like, mistaken yeah. for things. Because it's like happened to me a couple times where I am perceived as being, like, a cis female. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually very fleeting. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, those are little victories. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if it's, they, like, they don't see me. So, like, if I'm on the phone or in a drive-thru, mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll hear, like, oh, thank you, ma'am. And I'm just like, yes. It's like being hurt, right? Oh, so that's right? like a victory for yeah, you. Yeah, but then also then there's this moment of when they see me, um, and sometimes there's like this apology, yeah. and that really hurts. Because yeah, it's like, no, it's hard. not. Yeah. It was better when you just didn't, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had it happen to me at clubs. Um, I don't go to those often now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <a> couch potato. <laughs> um, but like in, you know, younger days, like in college even, or at the gym, I had been mistaken for it. And yeah. to be fair, you know, I wear clothes that are designed for women, like exclusively. Um, <clears throat> and I think I have a semi-feminine body type. I mean, there's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. that I think can be read as masculine for sure. But um, I've been mistaken in that way and like hit on in that way sometimes. Yeah. And then there's this like, oh, snap, that's a dude. Like yeah. moment. And that is very painful. Um, and it's also this just, like, weird, like, you don't need to vocalize. It's like people vocalize it to make themselves feel better. Yeah. That they had that. Yeah. Like, they have to be like, oh, oh, it wasn't okay. Because they're uncomfortable. They get uncomfortable. Oh, that happens yeah. to me and all hate, the t- every time I get misgendered. Yeah, and I hate, like, I don't hate making people uncomfortable. I think no. that's something that queer people, like, that's just part of our existence. And, like, yeah. we're here to question the spectrum. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Bring it's, it like, back. it has a big... It has a really heavy toll. On yeah, it, it does. You know? I mean, there's a difference, you know, between not having knowledge or and refusing to put yourself around people who are different than you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that open mindedness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I think I think open mindedness is the biggest thing because. Like I said before, people have this perceived idea of what masculine and feminine is, but for like people who are either like in our boats or just like going throughout life trying to define what being feminine or what being masculine is like, um, it is open-minded. Yeah. Like you should have an and open being mind. Willing to, yeah. you know, maybe not assume someone's not not maybe, but definitely not assume someone's gender or adapt a different kind of language. Yeah. yeah. Um, more inclusive and mm-hmm. it doesn't happen overnight but it's so important because you know I think it's worth it to make someone else feel seen right or more comfortable in their yeah. day because right. they're already experiencing exactly you know, I was just about to say they're probably already going through and I'm sure people listening are going through a hard time trying to figure out like I'm like I'm worried about dressing this way and mm-hmm. being perceived. I used to be so scared of that, especially yeah. there are times and still to this day where if I'm with my mom and I know that I'm dressing in like quote in quotes more masculine clothing, I won't go up to the register with her mm. because I'm afraid of getting misgendered yeah. in front of her. Uh-huh, and that affecting her. Yeah, it affecting mm-hmm. her. It doesn't affect me anymore, but it affects her, so I pers- I just like, how like it affects the relationships take, around you. Yeah, yeah, I just take a note to just like not go and she'll notice that. We haven't actually talked about this, but like I think she notices that I don't anymore like go up to a register because it always happens mm-hmm. like when we're in that like type of setting and it's even happened at restaurants before um, and it's always where the person who misgenders apologizes like but does it in a way that's like really offensive like yeah. I've gotten it where it's like 
I'm really sorry. You just confused me. Yeah. It's and like, I'm like, oh, oh. So it's my fault. <clears throat> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And like, that could be really difficult for someone who's going through, um, trying to figure out their own style and what femininity mm-hmm. or masculinity yeah. is and being afraid of that, being afraid of like perhaps confusing people, but really it's not, this is not your fault in any way. Like right. them being confused is being closed minded mm-hmm. and like not being open to the idea right. that those that being masculine or being feminine is really as much of a spectrum as sexuality yeah, is like very much and so. as much of a your own idea as you know your it's your identity it's your you identity, identity. You, you yeah. can identify with either and not to or say none. that your identity changes i don't know but it develops. as you yeah, it develops. develops a good word yeah, even in phases. any aspect yeah. of your yeah. life. It evolves. Yeah. Yeah, um, it evolves 100%. And that happens with experiences and being open-minded to yourself even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so... And like trauma or even good oh, experiences yeah. like change you, mm-hmm. you know? So in that way. So femininity and your mom though, you know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think? How does that inform? (laughs) With all our moms. With all our moms, right? We all have. I mean, that's probably where we learned some of it. Cisgendered moms. Yeah. And, you know, um, how do you think that informed your identity Mm. as a femme person? That's so funny. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Are you asking me or are you asking like everyone? Yeah. Who answered me first? Okay. Um, See, that's, that's interesting. So a lot of my really early memories are with my mom um and my mom and I are very very close and we look a lot alike which mm-hmm. is like something I celebrate so much um and that's one of like the biggest compliments I think I can ever get is when someone is like oh you look just like your mom or like oh you act just like your mom um like that's my role model 110 percent um and my dad too obviously I mean I love both of them but mm-hmm. from, from especially in this way like how I'm perceived um in femininity um, my mom, I'd say, is a very feminine person. She would identify as very feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was kind of the all-around, like, homemaker mom. You know, she she was a homemaker, a housewife, and um, I'm one of six kids. She raised all of us, so she was really strong in that way. But, you know, I saw femininity as, like, how she was as a wife, how mm-hmm. she was as a mother, um, you know, a woman in the church, um, like, how she was with her friends. And I just remember... Like, one of my favorite early memories is, like, watching, like, being, like, three or something and being in, the like, her bathroom and just sitting there while she's putting on her makeup. And just, like, that was such a wonderful moment for me. And I, like, feel that when I'm, like, putting on my own makeup. Like, I think back to, it's funny how often I think back to it. Um, But, you know, just a lot about, like, social graces and, um, like, maternal instinct and just being, like, soft and kind. And I think, like, there's a lot... That can be read as feminine, but it also doesn't have to be. Right. But, like, yeah. I learned oh, yeah. that from her. But also I learned, like, I mean, my mom is feisty. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I'm feisty. You know? <laughs> yes, like, this is true. And that is a family trait on that side. And, like, that's something that is a, from the maternal line. And so I think it's funny that I have that because it's definitely something on her side of the family that didn't come from the men. It came from the women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel that in me, which is really cool. So Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think my mom um, and I have always been really close. I'm really close with both my parents. Um, But it's hard for me to think about what makes my mom feminine. Yeah. Even though she is a very feminine person. Um, Because the things that I see in her are strength and resilience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she took care of our house and she took care of my brother and I and stayed at home for, you know, a lot of the time. But what I love is that she expressed her dreams to me, the things that she's passionate about. Um, and I think that informed parts of myself that I love the most about myself. Mm-hmm. And some of that I, uh, contribute to being a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but also what's interesting to me is, I don't know, she talked a lot about the important female figures in her life as yeah. well. And that 
is an identity that I want to be a part of, I think. It's like a lineage that you have. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's something that is feminine that takes nothing away from any sort of masculinity. Yeah. You know what I mean? So having, looking at the lineage of strong women in my life takes nothing away from the strong men in my life. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, I, I have a lot of important men in my life too. And I've, Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot of important things from them. Yeah. Um, but just to hold that dear is, I don't know, like really represents like I identify as a feminist, whatever that, I mean, that's a big term. That is a really big term. It's something that, I think, I think like it's femininity important. Femininity also is different depending on oh, like yeah. your circumstance, you know. Yeah, I yeah, mean, 100%. Yeah. And so to attach it to things that. You can I, be I feminine think and a, not be a feminist, too. Yeah. Right, yeah. And 100. The, you know, vice versa. You can be masculine. Be very masculine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just think it's important to attach these aspects to things that aren't just like what affects your appearance yeah. or mm-hmm. although those things are important, but you know what I mean? Especially yes. So it's so and, interesting because yeah. the way you both, while you guys were both talking about like what, like how your moms have affected your idea of like being feminine. And I love my mother. It's, and you know, she'll listen to this and we've talked about this so much. I, have always I haven't had that experience Mm -hmm. with her her idea of femininity and things that I've always like captured as a growing up which makes our we have differences and it's really important to note that my mother and I like we do have differences I think that but we also have a very strong bond and relationship and most children should right most children do you know it's not always common to have a perfect really you know like a, oh yeah no exactly <laughs> no one does no one does you <laughs> will have you those. will have differences with your parents and like my biggest difference with my mom is being feminine mm-hmm. what that means to yeah. the two of us so for her and even growing up it's always been like christina you have to this makes you look like a woman this makes mm-hmm. you look like a man mm-hmm. um I want you to look like a woman because, like, you are a woman. And these are the, like, stereotypically, these are the clothes that you should wear. Mm -hmm. This is the makeup you should wear Mm -hmm. or not wear, you know? And then this is how you should do your hair. You have to present yourself in a way that, and that's just how she grew up. And there is nothing against that at all. Like, I don't, I'm not mad because that's what she declare that's her idea of femininity yeah. and that's that's how to- she was raised it's mm-hmm. how she was raised and that's totally fine but like again as you guys were talking about it I thought of all of that and then I also thought of like where I think I capture most of being feminine and that's not necessarily on my it's not on my outer appearance it's what's it like inside for me and I did not necessarily get that from my mom but I got it from my grandma oh yeah oh my God. let's talk about grandmas can yeah we? yeah of course that, we can because ooh. I got it from my yes. nonna, and like nonna is, gra- like, is grandmother like in Italian. Or like women in that role. You yeah, know? she. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. I yeah, I one hundred percent got that from her because she. W- Matrix was yeah no one hundred percent like so because you were talking about lineage mm, and like, mm. it almost like I don't want to say skipped generation but like I because yeah. my mother is really strong too but like my well, grandmother like mother daughter relationships yeah. have so many aspects oh, right yeah, yeah and so having another generation of wom- women mm-hmm. or female figures or mm-hmm. femme people in your life mm-hmm. um you know you get to grandmas are like for the fun stuff yeah you know? yeah. yeah and and the hard and stuff and the, and yeah. whatever role they need to fill yeah yeah and you have your relationship with them but you also see your relationship or their relationship with your mom yes and it's so interesting to see how different those can be yes because it's like your relationship with your mother and Mm -hmm. then your relationship with your grandmother and then your grandmother with your mother so it's like you know a plus b equals c you know it's like you know it's like that whole (laughs) situation but um so like my grandmother like i was saying like she came over from italy and like with my uh my two uncles and 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 such but um she was by herself like she didn't go with my grandfather my my grandfather he was in i think south america at the time yeah Yeah. they came at different times and it uh she had to do everything on her own Mm -hmm. and like hearing her stories and things that she's even gone through because she was in italy at the time of like um when hitler was like like a big Mm -hmm. yep 
So, like, she shares stories about that and what she had overcome and, like... Which, as a person... Oh, my gosh. Their grandmothers are... Like, it's a completely different life. It's so different. I mean, I didn't know about you know, like no. they're different. They were they're different people than what we just knew them as. Yeah, right. and like my grandmother was like really hardworking and like really put forth like family values. And not that my mom didn't, but it was just different. Mm-hmm. Like she had to do a lot of those things on her own while taking care of children. Like we had a my family has like a farm in Italy, and like she worked really hard at like taking care of that. And then coming here, like she's been through not only like her children's lives but her grandchildren and now her great-grandchildren and like seeing her because like my grandfather hasn't he passed away like a a long time ago like I think 10 years now but um and like she's done everything like on her own Mm -hmm. and um seeing her do that and provide for everybody and just continue to be that like strong person in our family that like everybody goes to like she is our queen like she she really is like we always refer to nona as like our queen because that's just like and it's not in what she wears that i look like that makes her feminine it's who she she is and what she does and how she provides and Maybe her security and her identity. Yes. What role she plays. And what role she plays in our life. Um, That is how I define what being feminine is. And that is what I want to, like, carry through to my life and my kids. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and it's funny. That's where I... You want to be a Nona? Yeah, I want to be a Nona. You'd be such a good Nona. (laughs) My mom has told me uh, multiple times uh, when we talk about for example, lineage. Yeah. And I'm, you know, my paternal family were the Indermowers, and I always say, you know, I don't... It's funny, like, looking at the personality traits of the members of that family, mm-hmm. and you look at the personality traits of my mom's paternal family, the Websters, yeah. I don't feel like either of them. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're not. She's like, you're a Dietz, which yeah. is my paternal my, mm-hmm. my paternal grandmother's family. Yeah. And then you are a Carter, which is my mom's mom's family, my maternal okay. grandmother. And, um, you know, my, my mom's mom and um, both my grandmothers have passed away of cancer. Um, they were both very strong in different ways. Yeah. And so my mom's mom was, I mean, antebellum southern lady. Yeah. All the way, like very classy, never wanted attention on herself. You know, great conversationalist, hostess, mm-hmm. um, just elegant. Yeah. Just, you know, very proper, very strict. Um, we always used to joke when she was coming over, it was like Gammy's finishing school or like, you know, time for cotillion. And, um, but I loved those moments. She would teach us how to... Cotillion is a whole other conversation. We could talk about femininity. Yeah, yeah. And see, that's something that I definitely did not go through because Mm -hmm. Hello lived in New Jersey, Italy, cotillion, not a thing. Yeah. We can come back to that. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's something that, you know, so traditionally men in the South obviously aren't debutantes that's not a thing or you know, yeah. really anywhere but it was something I was allowed to partake in which I w- really loved in this like schooling of etiquette yeah because um, I have two older sisters and I also have a little sister and two little brothers but a lot of these memories are before they were here and so my <laughs> gammy you know before they were born and so I did everything <laughs> sorry <laughs> you know what I, mean. I know what you mean I didn't um, need a laugh so it's a little you guys too I'm just kidding um, they you know I did a lot of things that my older sisters did and you know that's funny too my oldest sister I think um, you know she was a tomboy she was perceived as masculine in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. my other sister um, is perceived more feminine mm-hmm. and it's funny when we talk about it like if they enjoyed these situations or not but I loved t- doing you know all the etiquette classes how to sit properly how to balance a book on your head how to set the table how to write a greeting card all yeah. those kinds of things so I learned all of that I think from my mom's mom and then I look at my oma my dad's mom who was an immigrant like mm-hmm. you were saying Christina yeah so it's funny I have like the southern yeah, which speaks so clearly to who you are, oh, and I, no, I love yeah, that. You know, you. that's like transposed to like yeah. your identity. But that's what your family—your family does that. Yeah, for yeah. The majority of whether we yeah. like it or not, you carry yeah. things with you for yeah. sure. Um, and my oma was—it's um, funny because I didn't notice how she was until really the end of her life. I think. Yeah. Um, so she um, was from southwestern Germany. Grew up during World War II. Um, her family lost everything. Her dad died, um, I think, of cancer during mm-hmm. the war. And he was a military hero from the First World War. Um, so they were entitled to a pension from um, the German emperor. Um, but then the, you know, the government fell, and they didn't have any money. And her mom had to go work as a domestic worker, like a maid. And they moved in with the grandparents. And 
her childhood was just really, really hard. Um, and she met my opa um, in Switzerland, where he's from. Uh, they were in Geneva. And she ended up following him here to the U.S. on her own. Um, they got married in New York City, mm. Northern. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she raised four boys. She had a daughter who died when she was two. Um, and I just always knew her kind of as, like, you know, my Oma. She was this very elegant, eccentric, artistic woman. They traveled everywhere. I mean, she was very worldly. Um, but very soft-spoken. Yeah. And, you know, my grandfather, my opa, always kind of had the, the say of things, which is common in that culture. Um, but then when she got sick, I mean, she was just, she was feisty. It was mm-hmm. something we hadn't seen before, but I think it was always there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just spoke up for herself a lot about what she did and didn't want. Yeah. And um, I think it was really, you know, that she died when I was in college and my, my gammy died right after I graduated. And um, my mom also went through cancer at the same time. And it was during that time when, like, all three of them were sick that I think I started to realize that femininity is strength. Yeah. yeah. And that that's not just a masculine trait. Like, they were, yeah. they were being feminine in how they, like, battled it, cancer and how surviving. they faced death. Yeah. Yeah. And that speaks to, you know, when you strip away all these things, what's left, of the, mm-hmm. that's really you. Yeah, you at the very and, core. I mean, I also raw. saw my mom go through cancer. Yeah. And... And also seeing a lot of strength in my dad as well. My mom didn't lose any of her femininity, but I saw my dad become more feminine also in that process because he was an emotional rock for us. Mm -hmm. And I had, you know, he's, I had seen that part of him before, Mm -hmm. but it really made us all slow down Mm -hmm. and have to realize how it takes that whole person to be there for one another yeah and that's your masculinity your femininity you know whatever because i think as we like talk about these things i find more commonalities in those two words than differences anyway yeah because it's what you make of it well yeah like i've seen during that same time and just my whole childhood my dad is a very like sensitive sweet yeah. Human being. Yeah, so is my but, daddy watches yeah. Hallmark every day. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> like one big emotional like, <laughs> Puppy movies. And, yeah. You know, like just the sweetest man. And I I mean, I don't deserve them. They're just phenomenal parents. But I would I never. I get emotional right now. I know. I'm like, <laughs> um, I would never say he was feminine. And it's, yeah. it's because I don't think he identifies that way. But there's these traits that I think yeah. he associate as being feminine. But um, he's just, he's very masculine. But mm-hmm. like, so I see, it's interesting. I see his masculinity is very soft. And I think yeah. that's amazing that I had that experience mm-hmm. because so many people don't read that. Yeah, you know? don't read or those two soft. Yeah. To, yeah. You, so thank you, Dad. Yeah, because <laughs> like, as I was saying even earlier, like I've always, uh, when I was taught about femininity and things like from my mother, it's like being delicate and being soft. But like, mm-hmm. I actually see those more as traits in, in, in being masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, not all the time, but definitely sometimes, because like, who's to say, but like, all, you know, who's to say that really like, why it doesn't have to be associated with one thing or the other. Right. Um, so that's like where I, where I go with, with that word and with both of those words, I like to characterize myself as those two things blending. I do, I, I, I identify as she, her, and I identify as a woman but I don't think and identify as a feminist. Mm-hmm. And I do take on feminine qualities and I do take on masculine qualities. But I also think that it's really important to note that just because you're female and just because you dress more masculine and you identify with more masculine qualities and you might be confused that that might not associate with your gender, that they don't have to, those two things don't have to be the same. Right. You know, I like I identify with masculine qualities and I consider myself a female. Right. And I think that that's totally it fine. It doesn't look the same on the outside yeah. for anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. It's and I think that that's experience. important to note because I know that that's something that my mom and I do have a discussion about because mm-hmm. she'll be like, well, you dress more masculine. Does that mean you want to be a boy? Like, mm-hmm. and that's something that I feel like is important to discuss and on this platform. Because people might be questioning that right. mm-hmm. and going through that with someone. Right. Um, I get asked that a lot. Yeah. So, and I don't really know the answer to that. So Really? Yeah. Um, but I'm confident in not knowing. It's that, you know, you evolve and you change and, mm-hmm. you know, who knows where you're going to be in 
five years, ten years, fifty years. Right. Um, oh, I have an interest, like a not an interesting question. I'm not going to label my own questions as interesting. <laughs> you um, can. I'm sure it will be. You can. But do you find in how you're critiqued or perceived or labeled, is there like a gender that typically does it more to you? Like, are you policed more by met cis men or by cis women or like people that identify as male or women? Like, is there one or the other? Do you think it's pretty equal across the board how you're? I would say policed in your gender, hmm. either of you, you know, in masculine or feminine. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is an interesting question. Like, you mean like... Who reads you the most? You I know? hear more about the way I look uh-huh. when I'm dressed in an ultra-feminine way. Hmm. And typically, it's, in, it's recognized in a way, if it's uh, someone who I you know, not always a stranger, but someone who shouldn't really be commenting on how I look. Mm-hmm. It's inappropriate. That seems in a shallow way is, mm-hmm. is what I should add. I get that way too with when I dress like really feminine and, I, and when I wear like on the rare occasion when we have, well, not rare occasion when we have a family event, but like a big one, like a wedding or uh-huh. something. And I, have, I wear a dress and makeup and do the whole thing. The amount of, if I had a dime for every like, for every oh, call, like you're looking nice. You yes. look fantastic, oh. and I'm like, wow. did I not look fantastic yet? Like, hello. I don't know. And That's, especially in situations, I mean, there are times where I like to get dressed up and yeah. look, and uh, you know, wear lipstick on <laughs> like yeah. what, once a week or so. Yeah, but it can in different settings too. Yeah, it makes yeah. me feel uncomfortable because it I'm like, mm-hmm. you are noticing this in a um, maybe. Demeaning is a strong word, but, but that I get kind it. of way. Yeah. An objectified way, maybe. Yes. And ob- yeah. It's definitely that. You're yeah. not viewing me as a, a the person that you know. Yes. You're, yeah. As if I'm someone different today. That's how I see it as. Uh-huh. When a more I wear, acceptable version of yourself. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And then they'll be like, oh, my God, Christina, you're so beautiful, like, when you wear makeup and wear, when you're wearing a dress. And I'm like... Because that's what creates beauty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, I don't know. And so that just really... And you know when it's in a shallow way and when mm-hmm. it's when it's genuine, right. um, I'm seeing you yeah. for who you are kind right. of way. And, like, I'm fine. Like, compliment me, sure. Great. But I like, have issues. I have a hard time accepting compliments. I have a hard time accept, accepting yes, those. Because sometimes they're really and just it's, insults. Yeah. I feel like as if where I... Like not intended right so like when i'm in my normal attire like mm-hmm. let's say i'm like wearing a button up in jeans and like boots or whatever it is like um Just looking so good what yeah whatever it is i won't get that from someone mm. i won't get the oh my god christina you look so like, and you beautiful feel to, good but in i that feel way. better yeah. in that right. way you than feel I, your beauty yes yeah. yes and so when i do get that compliment so in that setting important. when i'm wearing a dress and makeup and things like that it's almost like I look back and I'm... This is what you want. Yeah. Like, this is what other people want to see me in. Yeah. But that's not what I want to be seen in. And you, I feel like I can also manipulate that in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that does not make me feel great all the time. Right. Because I'm like... I also have a hard time... And I'm working on... We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the word submissive. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. We, we have to talk about Because that, yeah. that, to me, represents... That side of femininity represents something as a weakness to me, mm-hmm. or it's like the masculine gaze on femininity. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm, you know, trying to recognize that it doesn't always have to be in a negative connotation. But, you know, so it's we a power talked. Dynamic. We yeah. talked about things like okay, cotillion, right? Yeah. Um, I went through cotillion it, it, just because it was a popular thing to do in my hometown Mm -hmm. and it's not it wasn't like a debutante situation it was you know a very shallow finishing school situation where you know we learned some basic like ballroom steps and Mm -hmm. we had to wear white gloves Mm -hmm. coming of age kind of uh-huh and and boys would bring us Sprite and cookies, and it was awkward. Mm-hmm. But we would have to sit down and learn how to cross our legs and wait for the boys to bring us cookies. And things that happen. I just in real felt life. so yeah. so mm-hmm. silly and <laughs> put in a situation where I was like, "Why is this important?" Yeah, 
And that's so, where I, yeah. Where you might have loved that, right. I have a hard time understanding yeah. because I'm like, that makes me feel like I can't do something for myself yes. and I am capable. Oh, yes. it's like, I loved it because I can claim, uh, for me, I would claim my own power in that. I'm like, you're getting me this because I want it. That's why I think but that. I know the, that it's not seen that way. Mm-hmm. That's why I think that the yeah. three of us are the really gr- like we always have such I'm a also busy- very practical right. and I'm not <laughs> I'm so not. extravagant yeah and but we can have other ways. we can have this discussion and yes. like yeah. I think it's so important that we each have a different and they're perception all valid. Yeah. Oh, yes. and they're all valid and I think that that's great and I agree with Maddie it's ridiculous but I also love it but you love but it I, yeah. but that is so vital to who you are too mm-hmm. and, and I love you for that because I, you know, you look at somebody and you appreciate them as a whole person yeah. and their likes and their dislikes and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's different than being, you know, Will's not like this bratty. <laughs> I Thank mean, you. That's different, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. I don't think I'm like, a, I don't know. I, Do I, I have, have to even explain? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I think I have my snobby moments, but not in that way. It's no, absolutely like a, not. I don't know. Um, she checks me I, on my privilege a lot, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> and I carry a lot of privilege, yeah, so I can't do, even... You know. Yeah. No, but I think that that's really important to note, that, like, how Will can feel empowered by something that happened... Like, you both went through cotillion, essentially, and mm-hmm. Will felt really empowered by that, but you did not. Right. And you feel empowered by doing... Like, you are capable of doing those things. You don't need a right, guy right. to do those things for you no. <laughs> and but also like will would you consider yourself a feminist oh absolutely 150 percent maddie would you yes okay and so We're like 85 year old feminists yeah. basically yeah. and it's and really over here right and i think that that's really I'm important also cranky. to note that because you two have differences in that does not make one more feminist than the no, other no 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 where people could have that perception of being like a feminist is someone who can open her own door and doesn't need a guy to like do that for her. But also, I just don't understand why. Just as an example, not I, saying that that's across the board. Right. Yeah. I don't think that men need to learn to go get things for me either because right. I, I right. feel like that is also demeaning towards them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Taking on their role. It's yeah. like extra stuff they shouldn't have to do. What yeah. a societal Which, southern, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. southern, yeah, bullshit. In the north, I don't see that. <laughs> okay. There. So do in you? the north, yeah, where I'm from, um, in Jersey, uh, (laughs) (laughs) not like North Carolina down here. No, no. So in Jersey, especially growing up in an Italian American household, really just Italian, but, um, it's very different where the woman does everything for the man. Mm, Yeah. The woman cooks That's dinner. Ju- yeah, Which my, is Southern. My, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's, it my is, immigrant family is like that too. Oma did everything for It's a, a hidden yeah. thing, yeah. you see, because they teach the they teach the women that, oh, well, the men the men will open the door for you, mm-hmm. but it's but it's because you're doing all this for them. You must cook and, and bear You know the what children. I mean? Like yeah. it's yeah. a it's a we're gonna do these things in a social situation, mm-hmm. but at home. home it's different. Home. So what I always felt like growing up, especially as a younger kid, right, when we'd all be like eating having dinner right let's say it's Sunday dinner so we'd be at like Sunday dinner and then we'd be done and mm-hmm. all the men would like stay seating and then all the women would clean. get up and start cleaning the dishes and then I'd still sit and then my mom would be like Christina and I'd be like yes like, <laughs> they're sitting why can't I sit I didn't understand why women had to be the ones to clean the dishes right. why that was in place and why men didn't were not subject to do that it just doesn't mm-hmm. uh, i've seen that change in you, my household now really uh, at least in my in my bigger <laughs> extended family and i maybe it's just come with my the women in my life becoming older mm-hmm. and you know yeah. with age i think comes yeah. more obviously wisdom but also being bold like right this is what i deserve so with the age you know where we are and yeah and i'm not saying that my mom like the my mom and my aunts are and cousins and 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 things and my grandmother are doing the wrong thing by cleaning up the dishes but like that's how they feel to them and they should do it that's how they feel that's how they feel empowered or whatever it is and that's their choice to do that and like that's what they've like been taught and raised to do but then for me to be, like, totally different and, like, off the walls, oh, like, I see, I see. like, I've taken yeah. on, like, I'm seeing this pattern happen and I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I I'll compromise taking, in a different way. Yeah, I'm taking charge mm-hmm. of, like, my femininity or, like, just myself in the fact that I'm going to choose 
to not do those things because I don't want there to be a gender separation right. of men don't have to or and an women. Expectation. Or an expectation. Or what if there's a man over there that really wants to help clean but feels right. emasculated by doing so? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You know? Yes. And like I don't taking think, on that different role. Yeah, yeah. I don't think gender roles are bad at all. Like, no. I think that there's this idea that feminists or even like queer people are like attacking these traditional roles and you know we're not um, we just have roles, different ideas yeah, and that's like, fine I think the roles serve a purpose tradition yeah. serves a purpose um, but we should be allowed to make our own decisions and break from that if we so choose yeah. and if you choose not to like I would say my mom has maintained a pretty traditional role and she's a feminist mm-hmm. like, and that was her choice like, mm-hmm. I think it's all about choice Yeah, it creates a better mm-hmm. community too you know yeah. what I mean because like I you know, going back to washing dishes, I love seeing, you know, my mom will cook mm-hmm. and then my dad will wash all the dishes. I love that. Yeah. Because oh, I'm like, that's, that's a partnership. Yeah. yeah. And, and I see that too sometimes happen in my house, but like when I was growing up. Or vice just, versa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and that can be between, you know, a partnership, a relationship, or just like a group of people. But mm-hmm. then it, it's, then it's just something it that needs to be done. Yeah. And something. It's just a task. Yeah. Is all that it is. It's being a part of a community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, like I have said, like while that must have, that was the common thing, like growing up to see like my grandma cook and like the women clean after whatever. Not to say that that happened all the time. In bigger settings, yes. It's, but like in smaller settings when it's just like my mom, my brother, and you know sometimes whatever, but there are other times where my dad like cleans. It's it's not saying that it happens right. or whatever, but um, just as like something to talk about because I think even too with younger kids or older kids maybe starting a family of the like if they're in the LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. or just in general like a even a heterosexual relationship, woman and man get married and then something as simple as like maybe this is the first time they're also living together. Yeah. And like what the their partnership cultures is that like, you're bringing in. If they are taking on gender roles or not. Right. And while that's something that like maybe they don't necessarily think about in that way, it might be something that's occurring in the back of their head because I think too something that's common is having other people witness you behave in this new role in your life as right. being a married couple or being a couple whether or not your genders are the same or different mm-hmm. and I think that that's really interesting on like I said maybe it's not in the forefront of your mind but it's still in nature yeah. um, and how you'll use your roles as masculine and feminine if you choose to take them on and how you pass them down to your children and even in your environment yeah like making maybe even making your your if you're a woman and making your guy friends feel comfortable with like sharing their emotions something that's typically associated with like we're in an age of breaking down those things yeah to make it better for people of all identities yeah um because it's so much better when you share your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> You're a Pisces. I think that that's, that's just a Pisces what thing. Not just kidding. No, it is better when you talk about things. And I think that that's one thing that my family has always instilled in us, that regardless of your gender or whatever, if you need to talk about something, you, should, you, you need to talk about mm-hmm. that thing. And I don't think that while some people and I'm glad we're even talking about this may ca- categorize that as just feminine and men like have to be strong and like hold it all in you don't but see, you don't and it's have funny cuz then on the flip side I think it can be the other way around like men masculine people can have the privilege to talk about how they feel but in a lot of social situations mm. women mm-hmm. can't. ah That's true a good point. yeah you know, you, a, you got a bottle in that you feel uncomfortable, you know, sexual assault, you know. Like, oh, my gosh, oh, yes. it's fine. This is fine. In the workplace, I'm experiencing this, and this is right. fine. Yeah. You don't get to talk about how Like I feel. was telling mm-hmm. you at yeah. work the other day when I, I work at a restaurant, and um, a man and a woman walk in, and, you know, they're a couple, or they may be married, like I didn't mm-hmm. notice. But, um, oh, yeah, he refers to her as his wife. And, yeah, yeah. Um, he asks for a booth near a charger, right? Okay. Because her phone's almost dead. Right, and, right, right. And she's like, you know, I'm super cranky because I need my phone. And he goes to me, uh, you know how women are. Mm. <laughs> and I said, how, how are women? Yeah. But immediately kind of regretted it because I was like, wait a minute. Was that inappropriate for me to say? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, mm-hmm. hold on. Like, I, you know, inner dialogue, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but that's an example of yeah. a situation where I may not have felt comfortable voicing that yeah. if I wasn't in a safe environment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel unsafe in most environments. Yeah. So I keep a lot of that bottled in. Unless it's, you know, amongst friends or something, then I feel like I can challenge it. Yeah. But yeah. But I felt sh- her, you know, she was like, thank you. Yeah, there's some camaraderie <laughs> there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so as important it is, I think, to call people out because this, you know, this man didn't mean any harm, right. but it was, it was well a check, of. right? Yeah. Not everyone has the privilege to do that, right? Yeah. yeah. Because they don't always feel safe. Right. And so, I don't know, I feel kind of a responsibility to do that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we had a, I had a situation, I vented about this on my Instagram story a couple weeks ago. I went to go see a show in Raleigh with a friend you know, was very dressed up in, like, a, a romper and had, like, makeup on and, like, necklace and all this, heels, whatever. Um, very, like, heteronormatively feminine. And we went to get tea after, and then we're walking back to the car. This was at night in, you know, downtown Raleigh, the progressive Raleigh. Oh, boy. And these two women approach us, um, you know, asking for directions, and they were intoxicated. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I already felt uncomfortable because I just I can kind of predict when these things are going to happen, mm-hmm. and it just became this policing moment of like me and my body and my gender, and yeah. I couldn't defend myself in that moment because I didn't feel safe. Yeah, and they were like, I mean, they said things, you know, and they they were they thought they were complimenting me like, oh, a man shouldn't look that good. That's not fair. I was born with the right parts, and I don't even look that good. Ah. And like you think you're giving me a compliment, but really you were just tearing me down. Yeah. Um, and like reading me, and you don't know anything about my body or my genitalia or who I am. And I would never say anything like that to a stranger. Like, how dare you? But I just smiled and like laughed it off because, you know, here I am on the streets of a downtown city at night, and I don't want to say the wrong thing yeah. and get into a situation and um, it's scary, but, it, I mean, it happens to me with, like, cis men also. Mm. And that makes me really uncomfortable because I really feel like I can't say anything. Like, I, you know, could get hurt. Yeah. And, yeah, and so, like, when I have that power to feel like I can say something, I do. And I think that it's everyone's responsibility when you have privilege to, like, stand up in those moments. Because then I also have privilege in a lot of other ways that I don't in there. And I, I need to do more to stand up for people there, you know. Yeah. I think the only points I've never felt necessarily like that, but I think the points were um, like, especially when I've been misgendered, mm-hmm. there have been two instances where I can like distinctly pick out of the other person who has, who has misgendered me to um, make the situation really uncomfortable. And I feel like I can't speak up for myself right. because I'm like, I think I'm going to make this situation worse for you because like for, you know, so for example, mm-hmm. one time, um, this guy, he was checking us out. It was at target and he was like, uh, he called me a guy. He was just like, Oh sir. Or like something like that. And my mom was with me and my brother. And then he like kept going and I was like, Oh, I'm actually a woman, like whatever. And, um, I was like, but it's fine. Like not a big deal. It happens. And he was like, he just kept going. He was like, well, that's confusing. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, I really just didn't understand. And I was like... Oh, instead of just being like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, or just being like, oh, my mistake. Like, whatever, brush Allies, it off. Just so you know, just say defensive. I'm sorry once and move on. Yeah, or, he, yeah. yeah, he started to become really off- offensive. And I was like, okay, you're... I said, I was like, the only time I've really spoken up was I was like, you're being offensive. I'm uncomfortable in this situation. My mom was getting severely uncomfortable. And I was like oh, I don't, this situation, yeah. I didn't know how to stand up for myself. It's like when I, like going out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. If, if, uh, typically, you know, it's a man who places his hand, you know, mm. like even on my lower back. Right. Yeah. And if I speak up for myself and say, Hey, please don't touch me. Right. It's like, you're a bitch. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like, okay, I've started being like, yes. <laughs> Clean that Thank word. You. Own it. I am. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but can you just accept? You know, people have a mm. hard time yeah. just saying, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and not I even you. sorry, but like, I recognize what I just did. Like, right. I yes, won't do it again. Yes, we're in a social situation, mm-hmm. pushing boundaries. Yeah. A lot of people go out to meet people. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's one thing being said for me to say, like, hey, can you just respect that? Yeah. You know? 
Or don't touch my friends. Or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Even if they don't think they did anything wrong, it's like they made you uncomfortable. Yeah. So they should apologize for that. And the second second time that I can... I I really distinctly recalled a lot of the times I've been misgendered, but these two like always stick out in my mind. Um, The second time that it happened, I was with my best guy friend. um, His name is Mark. And he and I were just like... It was his birthday. And we Mm -hmm. went to a really good restaurant that he loves in like a town that we we go to typically they have like a bunch of clubs and things like that and it like overlooks like New York City. And we were sitting there and we were having drinks and the woman she it was like they were changing shifts uh and the new wait like we had a new waitress or something like that cuz we were just we were just getting drinks we were there for a while and she had put her hand on my back and said, "Hey guys, like blah blah blah." And it was totally fine because like I always say, "Hey guys," that is like my universal term like this uh, in the south you say y'all like right. that's like universal. Right. And she walked away and like got our drinks or whatever. And then she came back and looked at me and was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you were a woman and I just called you, hey guys. I just said, hey guys. And I was like, like gender neutral term. Yes. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I didn't realize that you were misgendering me. You made it awkward. You made it (laughs) awkward. I didn't even realize you were misgendering me in the first place because I say, hey guys, all the time to a group of men and women. That's normal. If there's any men, it becomes a masculine group. Yeah. Which, you know, that's another story. Yeah. No, but yeah. And so, and then she got severely uncomfortable. Like she got uncomfortable after she said that, like after she like announced her mistake even though I didn't take it as one in the first place when you are misgendered either Mm -hmm. of you would you prefer someone to call themselves out or does it depend on the situation this is something that I've often wondered you know what I mean I think people should be aware of not putting a gender on someone you might not be totally... If it's confusing, don't assume. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. assume. Yeah, just use gender-neutral things. Just use gender-neutral um, terms. And, you know, I'm I'm exploring pronouns. Yeah. I am fine with he and him pronouns, but, like, I don't like them being used by people I don't know, which is funny. Oh, or like really? I, yeah, I, oh, I hate being referred to as, like, boy or son or well, dude. those are kind of triggering also, right? Yeah, and they're you triggering. Know? But, like, you know, if you're like, oh, well, yeah, he, you know, that does not bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they is great, too, but I also don't feel like there's enough personality in they for me. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, I'm, you know, that's my own journey. But I think... And even being, us talking before, like, you were referring, we were talking about, like, a lot of future things, and you were talking about, like, children, and you referred mm-hmm. to yourself as mom. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I see myself being, you know, more mom mm-hmm. than, you know, dad. I would hope my spouse is... Or dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever that means, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, we did. We did talk about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in that being misgendered. Um, yeah. So first off, don't assume. And like, okay, I get it. Some people, you know, present very cis in a certain way, and like, yeah. I, I don't think you can really hold people at fault necessarily for assuming that someone who is anatomically one way and seems to present that way very clearly mm-hmm. identifies that way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's something I think as a society we have to work mm-hmm. towards. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, I think anytime I leave the house, it's pretty obvious that I'm different in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just to not assume. And if you do, a very either wait for me to correct you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't, like, you know, well, then I didn't correct you. And, like, you know. Just be. Just, you know, just kind of go off my vibe maybe. And if and I do, the more they get to know you, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm also I'm not easily offended. Yeah. You know, I understand that it's a learning process. Yeah, I'm not offended either. Yeah. It's the other person that makes yeah, it like really it awkward, and, and if I'm they like, make it weird. It's like, yeah, just don't make it a big deal. Yeah. You know? And like, if I feel uncomfortable, or you know, like I'll have people be like, yeah, but you're a guy, and I'll be like, mm, not really. Mm-hmm. And like, then they can don't ask argue more. with someone's yeah, identity. Maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. a big one. Don't yeah, argue with someone's identity. Even if you don't agree with it, like you know, we're not challenging you on yours. Right. Um, and then, like, yeah, if I would it never. is, you know, like, uh, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't do that. Just be like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or then, like, or sometimes people correct themselves. And mm-hmm. I actually like seeing that. Like, if someone's like, oh, hey, like, dude, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, this. Yeah. And then, like, don't mm-hmm. bring it up again. But they had that little catch moment. Mm-hmm. Love that. Recognizing mm-hmm. yeah, that. Yeah. And, like, thank you for saying it verbally to acknowledge that you made a mistake and also not making it the subject of, like, the yeah. part of this conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a social it's cue, yeah. which I find so interesting that people don't have these days. Social yes. cues. Yeah, common but sense, guys. Common sense. But it's not like, again, it's not something that I'm going to shove down. Like, I would never... This is all about dialogue and conversation. Mm-hmm. Doing this podcast is about, di- like, creating the dialogue and, c- and comfortable space to bring those things up. Um, 
Yeah, because if you've never been around it, you're not going to know. Yeah, and so it's important for the other person to not either just, like, maybe shove it down their throat on being like, this is, like, how did could you make that mistake? You know, like, this is, and I get that it could be very, I understand that it could be very triggering to some people. It takes patience on both ends. It takes patience on both ends. Yeah, it does. And I think to be aware of, you know, a person. So, like, I get asked a lot pretty upfront by people I don't know very well, like, like, not like, what are you? But like, oh, like, what do you identify as? Mm-hmm. And like, for me, that's not a big deal. Like, I'll answer that question. I'm very upfront. But for some people, they're very introverted and very sensitive. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a big thing to share mm-hmm. with someone you don't yeah. know. And so I think also just for those listening who are wondering maybe how to navigate this, you know, definitely just be sensitive to the fact that maybe you're talking to a stranger. And yeah. If it's someone you do know, go off what you know about them and their personality. Yeah. Like me, if you meet me on the street and you ask me like, hey, like, I don't mean to be rude, but I see that you are, like, doing this. I was wondering, like, how do you identify like, identify mm-hmm. or, like, present? Like, that's not offensive to me, but it could be to someone else, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? It's mm-hmm. a personal thing. Yeah. So, And I think, like, just to kind of bring it around, like, full circle to how we started on feminine versus masculine, like, also to not... I guess to just be, like, more open on what those two things are and, like, mm-hmm. be more aware of just, like... Because you're feeling one way does not mean, and it might be opposite of stereotypically what the other word is, doesn't mean it still can't be what you make it. Like, I am, I consider myself a feminine person, but, like, I've always said that people will assume that I'm masculine until they meet me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just presentation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Presentation and judgment that's a whole nother thing you right. know what I mean right not another thing but uh I'm very comfortable with people assuming that I'm more of a masculine person until they meet me yeah. that's fine that's fine because really like you don't know like if you don't know me you don't know me but you have a shallow understanding like, yeah social media the world of that yeah know? but that's also people that like yeah I mean like I said you just have to have an open mind as to what those two things are but like stereotypically like if that's what you associate just the way that I draw appearance wise, then that's just what it is. But I'm feminine. Like on the inside, like I do feel, I kind of share both traits and and that's fine. And knowing that doesn't make me any less of a woman. Not always an abundance of femininity means a lacking of masculinity. Yeah, exactly. That too. So men don't be, you know, embrace it because it doesn't mean you're not masculine. Yeah. Also, Mm -hmm. we talked about a lot. And I oh, think, and there's but we so always, much more we could talk oh, yeah, about. There it's is, crazy. There is so much more that we can talk about on this. This could be an entire podcast all on its own. Oh, and I'm, yeah, like its own. Like, yeah, being off series. Femme. Yeah. Kind of just to like, I guess, sum up because we are hitting the hour. Uh, is there any last words that you guys want to, like, something you want to leave the readers off with? Um, the I, listeners, not readers, but listeners. Yeah. I mean, you know, there could be subtitles. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I guess, you know, if you're exploring your gender, and I think we all should, like, even if you feel really comfortable in yourself, Mm -hmm. like, challenge yourself. It's good for you. Um, But, yeah, just, like, keep an open mind with yourself and with other people, um, and don't be afraid of, you know, the unknown and what's scary. Yeah. And then on the flip side, like, if you're just, if you know someone experiencing this, like, someone going through a change, or, you know, you haven't experienced it ever, but now you're wondering other people around you, just, you know, go off of what they need. Yeah. Be courteous, use common sense. Um, yeah. And just, like, be a good person to other people. And understand, like, try and learn about your privilege and what that means. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. I don't think I need to add to any of that. That's really good. I think for, like, the thing that I really want to leave off with is that if you're confident in your gender, like, for someone who isn't maybe, like, going through a change in that, but you're struggling with what femininity, like what being feminine or what being masculine means to you, and that you feel like your gender doesn't match what people keep saying, it's okay that it doesn't. I'm, it's something that I struggle with every single day that I feel like I have to share why I'm uh, a female, but I present more masculine. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to be changing. And that's, I'm not. I'm right. very confident in being a woman. I love my body, but um, I also don't see an issue in presenting more masculine qualities from myself. It doesn't associate with my gender, and that's cool, too. Yeah. And ha- having these discussions, it's not about changing um, 
your identity and yeah. your femininity or your masculinity, but it is about broadening what yeah. those terms mean. Exactly. Yeah, how you express it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's kind of like what we're yeah. really leaving with. Um, but I just want to say thank you both for being a part of this. I love that we can have these discussions and we have these discussions all the time obviously like off podcast but uh we just recorded it today and we just rec- i was like you know we should just, we might as well just put mics to this because this is something that we go we talk about all the time yeah and i think it's also something that you should talk about too with like your friends and your yeah. family especially if discussion it's, discussion absolutely. is so important and it can help people just understand yeah like where you're coming from and also where they're coming from too Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of QTS. If you're interested in checking out the guest social media, be on the lookout in the description below. As always, you can reach out using my email, questioningthespectrum at gmail.com. See you guys in two weeks for a new episode. Much love.